0: good morning mashi
1: good evening dennis second time's a charm
0: take two today so when i hit record Mashi gets a little pop-up that says you're being recorded would you like to stay in the meeting or leave the meeting in case for whatever reason you don't consent to being recorded right and you missed so i hope today's parable is about you know uh (laughs) learning from your mistakes and adapting quickly and things like that
1: it's no that nope. depends on your pers- it depends on your perspective. It depends All on right. your perspective. Today's quotes will be a lot about perspective, but just to set the table, and I've, we've talked about this a lot because of the holiday, we had to reschedule mm-hmm. um, this podcast. But this is a quote. I was looking at different quotes. I have a whole list of quotes that I write down and then occasionally I do research. And this is I was like, ooh, yeah, I want to talk about this one. It's kind of just called to me a little bit. And then I was like, but what the hell do I want to say about it?
0: Right. I feel like a lot of the time when you present something, you have an idea or, you know, if not where it came from, what that means to you, what you want to talk about or how you've like, you know, internalized it or how you've interpreted it. But it feels like this is when you're just going to throw it onto the table and let the chips fall where they may.
1: Yes. Um, and I, I, this is more on that life side. Although I, I do have some examples involving business, particularly <clears throat> the business I'm in, the business you were in mm-hmm. and the business you're in now and the transition you've gone to from both but here it is many of the truths that we cling to depend on our point of view
0: many of the truths that we cling to depend on our point of view
1: yeah dennis i think you'll find that many of the truths that we cling to depend on our point of view
0: where is this from because this is the first Mm -hmm. first question immediately
1: Return of the Jedi. Okay.
0: (laughs) There's got to be a counter for Star Wars quotes. I think we're at least three.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of Star Wars, Doctor Who, and Star Trek.
0: Sure. Fair enough. So what that jumps out to me as is it feels like you want to be careful of confirmation bias. Because the way I think about that is the truths that we cling to are, as in the things that we internalize and carry with us and accept as part of who we are and things like that, are self-selected or beholden to the biases and things we want to believe and the stories we tell our, about ourselves.
1: What I, I think that is true. What I find interesting about it, though, is how our perspective on things change and those things that we held true when we look mm-hmm. back at them, they change too. Perspective drives so much of how we feel about things and truth. We, we as humans, philosophically, as people, I think, maybe I should speak for myself here. We attach this idea that truth is being objective. No, that's objectively true. This is just the truth. Let's not quibble about it. Here's mm-hmm. the truth. What this means to me when I when I see this is these truths that we cling to. And I love that idea that we cling to them. It's not objective. It's not just there. It's not bona fide. We're holding on to it. They depend on our point of view, which means they are subject to change, right? So, for instance, one of the things I could say to you is, you know, in business, God, you know, you remember what it's like here, Dennis. I just wish we had a better roadmap, mm-hmm. more structured, and we stuck to things. We're so goddamn agile. I'm grabbing one branch with my right hand, one branch with my left hand, and trying to hook another with my right leg, Okay. You're sitting in your company and you're going, everything, we just grind everything according to the roadmap. We grind everything There's, according to the plan. A
0: lot of processes, everything's doubled and triple checked, and those processes are there for a
1: reason, right? And all I wish we had was some agility. I wish we had a little bit more agility. You know what really changes business agility? And I'm here on the other side saying, you know what really changes business? Having a set roadmap,
0: structure, yeah. You,
1: and then we start to present it like, you know what a good business needs? Structure. That's the truth of it.
0: Well, that's a little bit of just grass is greener, right? That's a little bit of grass is greener syndrome. And that when you're in chaos, you crave structure. When you're in structure, you crave crave a little bit of chaos. That's normal.
1: But we present them as if this is what we need. This is the panacea. This is the truth. The truth of it is blank, right? And I think that the other thing that strikes me on a personal level is I think about the things in my life. And I invite everyone listening. I invite you to do the same and you think about the opportunities that have hit you at a certain moment, and you say to yourself, "Holy crap! The timing on this was perfect." Mm-hmm. And was the timing on it perfect? Were you in a place in your life? Were you in a in a mindset, in a mind space where that opportunity could mesh with where you were at? This where happened. Your with- perspective could jump onto it. Whereas, if it had come six months sooner, or if it came six months later, it'd be totally different. And this perfect thing would be like, Meh. you know.
0: This happened when you and I met. So when you and I met, I was at a big crossroads in my life professionally, right? I finished my degree. I was a radiologist. I'd worked as a radiologist for like eight or nine months, maybe a little bit less, Um, then a hospital on the West Coast in here. And I finished that. And I was like, I'm going to finish this contract up early and head back to Dublin. And I was looking for work in a hospital here. And I was doing this YouTube channel on the side. And I got invited by Wizards to go out to this event. And I met you and John in Seattle in like a karaoke bar. And I can go like butterfly effect, all the different steps of it. There was one, you know, we've gone to this bar before, you guys weren't there. And I was gonna go back to bed. And one of the staff from Wizards of the Coast, um, Kristen came up to me and was like, Where are you going? Get in the car, we're going to this karaoke bar. Come on. And I was and there was I had a moment where I was like, It's like 11.30 p.m. I'm tired, I got an early start tomorrow. I'm jet lagged, all this stuff. And I was like, screw it, halfway around the world, just go to the thing. If I hadn't gone to that bar, I never would have met you and John. I would have ended up working with Mm -hmm. you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think there's a strong chance we might have drifted into each other in the end anyway, but Mm -hmm. that was definitely a very pivotal moment for me. Um, But at the same time, I had applied on my end to two different master's programs, one in nuclear medicine and one in marketing strategy. And hoping, you know, that, look, well, I'll apply to both of these, one of which I was at the time much more qualified for than the other one. By the way, I was not qualified at all. Did you Did you not get into nuke med? No, I got into both.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: I was not qualified for the business <laughs> one at all on paper. Still are. Well, that's whatever. Um, but I got into nuclear medicine and I, I was kind of hoping those things, you know, we cast two dice and well, like maybe the universe will decide mm-hmm. for me, right? Mm-hmm. No, still thrust the decision back on me because I got into both and they were different colleges. And one of them was on the other side of the country, it was in Galway. And it was when I started working with you guys, I was like, I'm going to double down. I'm going to double down on them. The the business side, I'm going to go to Trinity. And, you know, I I now teach that at same masters at Trinity. So I think you're right. I think it, it is tempting to think that things line up and the stars align. But really, if you're open, I've talked about this before. If you open your heart to opportunity and you set your mind on something, the bar for those stars to align starts to get a lot lower. So, yeah, so yeah. much lower.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's um, there's a way that we redo refocus. We do change perspectives and it does really start to affect the truths we hold dear and i think anyone who thinks back to their childhood and thinks about their experiences will know what i'm talking about you start to uh, through the lens of adulthood through the lens of experience through the lens of life a lot of the things that we thought maybe were injuries we suffered or righteous stances we took they change completely Mm-hmm. Completely, but at the time they felt so true. But our perspective is completely different. I'll throw another one at you. You and I, we, when we worked together, God, it's funny that we're bo- we're both pretty much out of it. Me, much less so. But at a, there was a time where both our lives were driven by Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. That was our main product line. That's what we sold. We ran events for it. Channel Fireball in
0: 2018 and 2019. Either of those years, I would say. I probably went to 20, 23 events in either, either oh, of those years. And you probably went to 35, 40 of the events. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you spent single digit weekends at home in either of those oh, years.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was wild. So we were driven by Magic the Gathering. We still keep up with it. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're still fans of it. Is Magic successful right now?
0: Depends. Depends on what you mean. You can. You, success is, for, from a business perspective, success is definable really in only one way. And that's just year-over-year year revenue. Maybe a bit there. But really, it's a year <laughs> year-over-year revenue. And in that world, Magic the Gathering is probably the most successful it's ever been by probably no a pretty probably healthy about margin. It. No, probably. About For it. people who, like you and me, I mean, you started playing Magic long before I did, but even me, I started playing ten year, over 10 years ago at this stage. The game has moved far from what I enjoyed from it and far from what I liked. Mm-hmm. So what? That doesn't mean the game's less successful. Truthfully... I was buying a lot of singles. I was buying a lot of the secondary market cards, as were the vast majority of Channel Fireball and TCG players' customers too. And Card Shop Live is not that different. It's less singles, it's more product, but it's in that same thing. That doesn't benefit Wizards of the Coast very much. Well, it does now. <laughs> it does now because they said, well, now they find a way to sell them directly to customers. <laughs> but, exactly. Um if you're a person if you're a shareholder at of in Hasbro if you're on the board at Wizards if you're a C executive you're like this is great all the charts go up nothing here suggests things are worse you can pick some metrics you know uh, open tournament but attendance think things like think that. About
1: I'm down but everything you say and everyone needs to think about this when you're answering questions and you start to qualify them mm-hmm. all you do when you qualify an answer is try to soft roll a perspective into it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're a shareholder, you have that perspective. Well, if you're on the business side, that perspective. Well, if you're an old school boomer gamer like Mashi and I, that's perspective, right? And is all magic more successful?
0: Is, yes. Is magic more successful to me? No.
1: Yeah. And, and that that's the thing about it is there's people railing all the time. Oh yeah! Like, is Twitter doomed? Has Elon ruined Twitter? Like, think about everything that's divisive. I live in a country that's incredibly divisive, incredibly divisive politically.
0: No, you don't. I fundamentally disagree with that. I don't know how you could possibly say that, and I hate you for having that stance. There you
1: go. There you go. <laughs> and you, you, you want? I mean, let me tell you something about this country. People are clinging to truths. They are literally fighting, and they don't care. They don't care if you have a history of rape. They don't care for the history of sexual harassment. You agree with them on guns and that's enough. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're going to cling to. We start to peel apart because when we we present ourselves in certain lights and present ideas, and you and I were good with words, and there is a certain amount of oomph you get from having that confidence and emphasizing how strongly and confident you feel in a viewpoint. That all depends on perspective. Oh, this is a fight that I we're
0: regularly have in my marriage where Nikki will ask me about something and I'll say, ah, I think this and I'll turn out to have been wrong. You know, oh, I think there's a bus in 20 minutes. There, was, there wasn't or whatever. And she'll be like, why would you lie about the bus? I'm like, I didn't lie. I was just wrong. Those are different. And she's like, you present your loose mm-hmm. beliefs <sighs> with the same confidence you present facts and it is not fair to expect me to try and discern what you're saying when you say it. And that's, that's reasonable, I guess. But um, that's what you're saying. If you present things confidently, they become very, very difficult to distinguish from facts.
1: The, um, the final life thing, ironically, I'll say life here, that I think really is a matter of perspective and what truths we cling to and stuff like that is life after death. What mm-hmm. does death mean? Is death the end of everything? Is death the next phase? Is death the beginning of things? Is death to be feared? Is death to be, I don't want to say looked forward to, but as we get older, we kind of think about what the next step in the journey of our soul or our spirit or whatever you want to call it is. And there are so many truths that people will tell you about that. Mm. And it's all a matter of perspective. How do you feel? About, I have my, I'm a very spiritual person, as you know, so I have strong beliefs on that. But I think that's another thing. And that, that, that. Belief system has changed and continues to evolve and change all the time as I get older. Your
0: as long as I've known you, I've known your spiritual beliefs to be kind of written in water, which is uh, exactly which is fair, which is I think a good way to approach it, having things open with an open heart. Because I think, and we can end on this, <clears throat> the danger of you know ascribing certainty and fact to your perspective is it closes the door to dissenting opinions, to other points yeah. of view, to other perspectives. And that really starts to narrow your
1: worldview and hempering your, your, um, your uh, opportunities a lot very, very quickly. It does. And I want to encourage, and this is a real challenge. This I I, I face this challenge all the time in my personal life, personal relationship stuff. Is I think it's really important to go out there and explore new perspectives mm-hmm. and to ask questions. But you gotta walk this line carefully, which is this. Ask questions about different perspectives. Engage those different perspectives, but don't challenge them. It's very easy to start asking questions and come off like you're challenging things. Really, Dennis? What about this? What about this? What about this? And then it's like, are you attacking? And you got to set yeah. the table where it's like, hey, I know you feel blank. I have a question and I don't want to challenge your belief system. I want to understand it.
0: Yeah. Be what curious, about not confrontational. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I think that's, that's something I've really tried to embrace. Uh, in fact, I, I, you know, I'll give myself credit. I have embraced it in the last few months and it's been far more to my betterment and I see more perspectives um, and it muddies, even when you don't agree with things, Okay, it will muddy the water on the things you hold true. And I really think that's why this quote appealed to me. You don't, you don't cling to them as much. You're like, oh God, there are other sides to this. Even if I don't agree to them, I understand why those sides exist. So I'll leave you with that, Dennis.
0: Go ahead and do your day and be curious.
1: Do it always. Curiosity is not a crime. Have a great evening.